Hey, Alex here. And I don't know anything. I'm not a market analyst. I'm not a financial advisor. And I'm certainly not a rocket scientist CEO with the financial weight to move markets with a tweet. Yeah, I'm definitely not the latter. But I do have some ideas, though. Some thoughts, if you may. Uh, let's clarify some things about interest rates. And then let's get into what could happen when uh, they do rise. And like I said, I'm, I don't know anything. I'm just putting together some pieces of information in regards to what has happened in the past, what could happen in the future based on where we're at right now. Now, uh, I guess before we get into the thick of it, we got to know what interest rates are. Right? Interest rates refer to the cost uh, someone pays for the use of someone else's money. Right to be very very uh, plain about it. Right today we're going to be super super basic. Right if you're somebody with a finance degree, this is not going to sound super super. Uh, it's not going to be by the book. It's going to be very very backyard, but it's going to make sense. So again, without going into a whole economic discussion, uh, when the Fed changes the interest rate, it makes borrowing money easier or harder for individuals and businesses. I mean, it trickles down. The Fed doesn't directly impact the cost of borrowing money on the individual level. But again, if they affect it on the level for the banks, everything trickles down and eventually gets to the consumer. Now, if, if borrowing becomes easier, it's better for businesses. If you think about it, for you, if you want to start a business and you're borrowing at a, at a lower rate, uh, you're going to be more incentivized to go borrow money. Right now, if borrowing becomes harder... It's worse for businesses, and that makes complete sense too. Now, this is all particularly important for growth companies, right? Again, it's going to be much harder for me to make use of money if I'm just starting a business versus someone like Apple. Now, if that money becomes harder to borrow, right, it's going to be harder for me to start a business or to, to keep my business thriving than it will be for someone like Apple who has cash and reserves and doesn't really need to borrow money. Now, here's another super uh, simplified differentiation, right? The stock market is emotion, right? The economy is numbers. The stock market is not the economy, right? The stock market is an emotional reaction to the numbers in the economy. Economic data reflects what's happening, and the stock market reflects the human interpretation of that data. Now, according to Investopedia, uh, any impact on the stock market to a change in the interest rate, change, uh, interest rate is generally experienced immediately. Again, emotions. While the rest of the economy, uh, it takes about a year to see any widespread impact. So uh, let's talk about what kind of impact a raise in rates would have on the stock market. Now that we understand what rates are, and we understand uh, uh, essentially the correlation between rates and the stock market versus rates and the economy. Now, higher interest rates tend to negatively affect earnings and stock prices, right, with the exception of the financial sector. Now, why is that? Companies borrow money to increase their capacity for growth, a.k.a. earnings growth. Now, this is especially necessary for younger companies. They need to borrow because they don't have enough reserves of cash. Think about Rivian, which just IPO'd, versus a Tesla, which has been around for a decade now. Right? One still has to borrow heavily, and the other is already proven sales and has an international expansion already and has less of a need to borrow. And if they do need to borrow, they don't have to borrow in such a quite a sum. Right? So if borrowing becomes more expensive, 
and uh, for like a, a Rivian, for example, and say their profits don't increase to equal or greater the pace of that uh, increase in the expense, then the result is going to be decreased earnings. Again, this is using Rivian, which just IPO'd, really doesn't have an earnings yet. But just an example, right? For them to turn up turn a profit is going to be much, much harder because they're spending more money uh, essentially to borrow money because they're paying back a higher interest, but they have to reinvest that. So they have to in turn turn a higher profit to offset the interest they're paying back, right? It's, it's a whole thing. Now, the question is, will this lead to a stock market crash? Will this increase in the cost of money due to the higher interest you're paying to borrow it uh, lead to a stock market crash. Well, in theory, uh, a rise in interest rates could lead to a mass selling out of like tech stocks and other growth instruments, right? You think about it, if you're looking for a high return on tech stocks and they're increasing their earnings because money is so easy to borrow because of the pandemic uh, financial policies, when that becomes harder and earnings decrease, now the return you're making on your money in the tech and growth industry uh, industries is going to be lower, right? Because they're going to be making less money because they have to pay more money back, right? So the prospect for you making your money back in those two in those two particular industries with tech stocks and growth stocks goes down, right? So you may not want to be in those instruments. You may look for other ways to make a return on your money, and this in turn could lead to uh, a broader market sell off. If the exodus happens enough high volume and at the same time, remember, just because someone is selling doesn't mean things have to go down, right? This recent drop in Tesla is because, yes, Elon was selling, but people were selling along with him, right? So it, it increased the amount of volume on the sell side in the stock. If it was just Elon selling and somebody else buying, that wouldn't uh, in turn bring the stock the, the stock price down. And this goes for the general market, too. If people are selling out of tech, but people are buying into tech, it won't lead to a sell-off. If everyone decides to sell out and move at the same time and a lot of money moves out, that will lead to a decrease in price. Now, with a lower expectation in growth and future cash flows of a company, investors uh, will not get as much growth from stock price appreciation, which which we've, we already um, touched on, right? Which we already touched on. This is going to make this stock less desirable, right? for those type of uh, stocks. Now, that's only, or those type of companies. Now, this is only a theory, right? The real answer is nobody knows. Regardless of what the YouTube caption is or their clickbait thumbnail is, nobody knows. We're all just theorizing, right? Keep in mind the principle that we made at the start of the episode. The stock market is led by emotions. Nothing even has to happen for it to move, nothing at all. The mere thought of a potential rise could lead investors to begin pricing in actions prematurely, right? There doesn't have to be a rise in interest rates for people to start pricing that in and start moving their money uh, now, right, preemptively. So what should you do, right? What should we do as investors and traders to capitalize? As investors, nothing changes, right? The practice of buying good companies and holding them for the long term should not pay any attention to short-term rate decisions, right? That's the investor. If you're buying something for the long-term, it really doesn't matter. Now, as traders, we wait. We wait to see what other investors and other traders are doing. Remember the lesson from Friday's episode. 
money is lost in being too early, not in being a little late. So where we are willing to wait for this one, when we see signs of increased selling and heavy volume to the downside, then we may want to jump on the boat because it means that uh, people are starting to move their money out and into different industries. Uh, or we can just do nothing and wait for anything to play out, wait for the interest rates to change if they are going to change. Just wait for people to uh, uh, be very clear in what they expect and to make moves in regards to it, right? And then we can just ride the wave, which is what we should be doing as smaller traders. So that's it for this episode. I hope I was able to simplify these concepts for you. Uh, I know the news has been riddled with inflation talks and interest rate concerns. This is my way of making it make sense. Right, so good luck out there. Uh, keep your losses small and let your winners win. Go leave a five-star review for the show on any platform, especially Apple Music, uh, and join the Discord. And remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure.